0: You can keep getting your score predictions in for Mizzou-Memphis. Big hoops game tonight sold out at Mizzou Arena, 875-KTGR. You can text in your thoughts on that. Uh, and we'll get to our thoughts on the big game tomorrow between Mizzou and Tennessee. And let's get the Vegas perspective on some of these big games this weekend with Rob Vino of Wagertalk.com for sports from a Vegas perspective. You can find him on Twitter at Rob Vino Sports and go to Wagertalk.com to read their great stuff. Robbie, how are you? I am good today, Andy. How are you doing? We're doing pretty good over here. Uh, let's let's maybe start with uh, that game tomorrow between Mizzou and Tennessee. Top 15 matchup. Uh, Mizzou, a- after that loss, I-, I wonder how you maybe view Mizzou after that game against uh, Georgia. They were two touchdown underdogs. They hang in for most of the game they make a couple mistakes down the stretch, and ultimately Georgia knows exactly what to do with that. So Mizzou didn't play perfectly, but still it results in a nine-point loss more so than maybe what odds makers thought. I I wonder how uh, you maybe view Mizzou going forward and what maybe attention they got from that loss.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, just from my own particular point of view, I think they did what I thought they could do, which was stay within that number. Georgia somewhat overvalued where point spreads are concerned this year and Mizzou still um, a little bit if we look at that 15 and a half number last week somewhat undervalued Um, some of that has changed a little bit there was not a lot of early belief in Missouri when they started to put this season together but as it goes on you know it takes an awful lot Andy to prove to the betting public that you're actually better than what they perceive you to be or that you're actually worse than what they perceived you to be. Um, generally speaking, where betting markets are concerned, you know they always treat these things as like a one-off. Oh, well, Missouri played well this week. They're not going to do it again next week. They're not going to do it again weekend. week. And then when you start stacking them, all of a sudden, the attention comes your way. So that's why in my business, you hope to be ahead of the train. Um, certainly offensively, I think we got ahead of it. And we'll see about this week. I, Tennessee again, is not what they were expected to be to start the season in in terms of dominance by any means. Um, They've taken a whole different philosophy to their offense, maybe because Joe Milton is not Hendon Hooker, uh, maybe because the running game is a little better, but I credit Josh Heupel with at least turning the tables a little bit and leaning on his run game. So this is a big one for sure, you know, in answer to your question, I think that the markets now believe in Missouri. Of course, we have that one huge injury lingering over top of that game, which is why there's really been not a lot of movement lately. There was some movement. I would, I think it was yesterday, about 24 hours ago toward Tennessee anticipating no Luther burden. But if that news changes, this line will come right back.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see, uh, a little bit of uncertainty around his status. Uh, we'll see what happens, uh, with Luther Burton coming up tomorrow. Rob Vino of wagertalk.com joining us here on the big show, KTGR and KTGR.com. Now all of a sudden, this Michigan Penn State game looks, uh, pretty intriguing, uh, once again. It already was intriguing heading in, but now with, uh, the suspension of Jim Harbaugh coming down all of a sudden, Michigan's trying to fight it. They're trying to get Harbaugh on the sideline anyway for tomorrow. I, Believe he made the trip. So, I mean, how do you maybe see th- any of this uh outside noise or outside impact from the Big Ten and Michigan kind of fighting each other here having any sort of impact on this game, if you think?
1: You know, it's funny, Andy. I, I was just on a Wager Talk show, and after the show ended, this news broke as our show was ending, and then we hung around and had a little bit of a discussion. It, it is an interesting a timeline to announce it, right? Michigan is traveling. Let them make the flight and then go ahead and tell them that your coach is not allowed on the sidelines. Um I don't know if that's to further stick it to Jim Harbaugh or not, but I think that the group I was with the prevailing thought is that Michigan probably saw this coming midweek and probably is prepared to handle it in some way, shape or form whether or not they can execute it on the sidelines. I mean, they did have three tries earlier this season, right, non-conference foes where they were huge, huge favorites, nothing like the caliber of Penn State with their opponents. So it does become a bit interesting, but I would think they're ready. Um, and again, the question comes into play, how much does a head coach actually mean where the final outcome is concerned? I would think that Michigan's Staff is stabby enough, veteran enough to be able to handle time um play calling, and all those types of things that could go on in critical situations. I'm going to think that Michigan will be okay that doesn't mean I think they'll cover four points, but I think they'll be okay even if he's not allowed on the sidelines.
2: Rob, I want to get into a conversation about a team that has been so enjoyable to bet this year. Not because of betting them on the spread, though, but more your jurisdiction, which is totals. I'm looking at USC Oregon this weekend, and basically my philosophy has been, recently when it comes to USC games, yeah, good luck getting me to to think of games going under with these guys. They've just been free because of how great their offense is, how terrible their defense is. But against Oregon, would you maybe have some level of concern that... USC doesn't score with the Ducks this time to help it over that total in the mid to high 70s, or are we going back to the well this week? No, I'm with you. I'm
1: absolutely with you, and I had no problem whatsoever playing over 76.5 last week against the Washington Huskies, no problem whatsoever. But this Oregon defense, to me, is a little bit of a different breed. And when you're just tacking on one more loss to USC, I do wonder about the ambition, motivation, focus, all of that stuff here. To me, it all lies on Oregon's side. And, you know, truth be told, when Oregon played Washington, guys, I have to tell you, if that game were played in Eugene, I think Oregon is the winner by a bigger amount than what Washington won by in Seattle. So I think that highly of Oregon as far as Pac-12 teams are concerned right now. And to me, this number being placed in the same range as it was last week when USC played Washington is maybe a little bit too high. And it's hard for me, like you, Brendan, it's hard for me to say it. It's hard for me to get to the window with it. But I do think that under 77 might be the correct way this week. We saw Oregon, when focused and defensively um, – with a motivation to shut down an offense. I think the first time we saw it was against Deion Sanders' team about five, six weeks ago when Colorado was getting all the pub, and all of a sudden they couldn't move the football whatsoever. And I'm not saying USC won't move the football whatsoever, but I do think there's a lot of circumstances here that would indicate maybe they don't make it to 30 in this game. And if they don't make it to 30, 77 becomes harder to eclipse, even if Oregon does find the 42 range. So, I don't know. Oregon's more willing to slow the game down than Washington is to add another element to maybe wanting to play under. So I think I would be with you here. I've thought about it. I've contemplated it. Under 77 might be a good way to go.
2: Yeah, you mentioned that Colorado game, Rob. That's kind of exactly what I was thinking of. Is like, are we going to see a redux of that one? So I think that's an interesting point.
0: Yeah, very well. Uh, Rob Vino of WagerTalk.com with us here on the big show, KTGR and KTGR.com. Uh, I got a quick one on uh, on the NFL, Robbie. I mean, I don't think I've seen a spread this big in a while. Uh, Cowboys and Giants uh, is around 17 points, and I'm even seeing in a few spots 17 and a half, which you just don't see in the NFL very often. But, my gosh, if there's any game that it probably fits, it's this one, because I just don't know if the Giants can score, Robbie.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> That's the question. I mean, their quarterback situation is so terrible at this point in time that, you know, it was brought up, um, I think, to me earlier this week that in the second half of one of these last two games, Tommy DeVito wasn't even trusted to put the ball in the air more than once in the entire second half. Um, so it, they've got issues. I mean, you can't just turn around and hand off to Saquon Barkley, and we all know um what Dallas did the first time around with their pass rush against the New York Giants offensive line. So it's, it's so hard to make the case. And you're right, Andy, in the NFL, a uh, league that really prides itself on one score games, you know, and if I can use the analogy of um, another network, but the NFL network's red zone show on Sundays, how crazy they go for fourth quarters and, Here's all the one score action. Then you see a seventeen and a half point spread. You're like, wow, the NFL that just can't happen. That must be a teaser price. But I, you know, Dallas destroyed them first time around with their starting quarterback. I don't know what changes here. Um, Not in the real business of laying seventeen and a half in an NFL game. But I don't know how you could take it.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it seems like a, a pretty decent sized number for sure. But the Cowboys probably do have a good chance to cover that. We'll see. All right, Robbie, what's your what's your free pick that you like this week? I mean, we've got all kinds of stuff happening now. College football, NFL, and now with college hoops in the mix, what's the free pick that you like?
1: Yeah, it is crazy. Uh, everything overlapping, Andy, I talked to you off-air a little bit about it, how it is in my world when all these sports overlap. Um, I'll stick to what the audience probably is paying too attention to right now, and um That would be college football. I just I found this total between Oklahoma and West Virginia when it was fifty eight about twenty four hours ago to be too low. It's since then been bet up to fifty nine and a half, sixty. But West Virginia, to me, guys, is a team that's still undervalued offensively. It's a team that's been over the thirty five point mark four consecutive weeks. They've averaged five hundred and five yards per game over the course of the last four weeks in Big Twelve play. And I don't know that Oklahoma's defense, you know, to start the year, first four games or so up until they played Texas, there was a lot of talk. Oh, Brett Venables has this defense figured out now. Here comes Oklahoma. And next thing we know, Oklahoma's been shredded four games straight defensively. So I think the matchup works for West Virginia on the road. Garrett Green's been a revelation. And Neil Brown took him five years to figure out how to move the ball in the Big 12, but he's done it. And on the other side, think dylan gabriel and company get theirs here to me this game was just priced too low based on perception of west virginia which i don't think the odds makers have a good grasp on or maybe the betting public not a good grasp on but they did bet this up a couple of points to 60 we need 61 to win but i think it'll get there. oklahoma west virginia up and over 60 points
2: and robbie you do give us a college football pick which is really cool I was thinking for a second you were going to do what your heart wanted you to do and give us some random college basketball game tonight because sometimes that's really what the heart wants. But I just had to give you trouble for that because I bet you were tempted if I had to guess.
1: I was almost there, guys. I was just about to give you Abilene Christian and NC Oh, there it is. Love it. <laughs> I love did it. it for wager. I did it for wager talk this afternoon. Anybody interested? Go ahead to wager talk TV. You can see me there doing it. But I was going to Brendan, and I said, "No, let me stop and just I give love it. what they want to hear." <laughs>
0: It's always great stuff uh, from Rob Vino at wagertalk.com. Yeah, go and check out his great stuff over there, and you can find him here on Fridays here on the Big Show KTGR and on Twitter at Rob Vino Sports. Robbie, uh, thanks again, as always, for for coming on. Enjoy the weekend and all the games uh, coming up uh, the next couple of days, and we'll talk again soon.
1: Thanks for having me, guys. Always a pleasure. Have a good weekend.